up, what's up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Listen Up with Jess podcast. Thank you for stopping and pressing play on this episode, okay? I truly appreciate you coming on in the Listen Up with Jess podcast room, okay? So, um... First of all, shout out to all of y'all, the listeners who really show love. You guys have really been showing love with the podcast. My um, podcast analytics, I started tracking that and just being more intentional um, about um, branding, looking at some sponsorships and things like that. And I just um, recently have been seeing that. Uh, my listeners are really showing love over these last couple of episodes I've been posting. And that's probably because I'm, you know, really trying to work on this consistency, y'all. <laughs> so um, shout out to y'all, man. Last episode, the Dating and Relationships podcast, like, showed mad love, yo, mad love. Like, I'm almost, I'm at like 85 downloads and it's only been 11 days since posting. So we're almost at 100 downloads. It hasn't even been two weeks uh, for that episode. So that means that you guys really do like, <laughs> you really like the special guests. You really did enjoy maybe the, um, that topic conversation talking about dating and relationships. So um, definitely there is a part two that is um, going to come uh, because <laughs> I tell you the <laughs> that episode right there had me like, uh oh, wait a minute. We need to keep talking about this. We need to go deeper on this. And I loved um, just being able to get a female and male's perspective uh, on that hot topic, especially as Christians, especially as us, just, you know, trying to be, you know, great, you know, trying to do things um, not the way that everybody else would do it, but just really trying to see what would, um, you know, work for us and uh, how can we become whole, you know, and healthy versions of ourselves. So yes, shout out to all of my listeners. Make sure that you, you have not listened to that episode. Stop what you're doing and go listen to the episode because it's a pretty hot one right there. Like that one, that was a good one. Um, and so before we get started, um, I do want to take a minute and let's get into the Listen Up Spotlight. I know I haven't done one in a minute. I think, yeah, the last two ones I didn't do one. And so um, it is a new month. And so I'm probably going to start doing these once a month. And uh, we definitely have one uh, this this episode, and I'm excited about this one. Um, for those who are new to the podcast, yes, um, I take a moment uh, to do a listen up spotlight. Listen up spotlight is where I take a moment to highlight um, my friends that are either entrepreneurs um, that are you know, other they have YouTubes, organizations um, that are just being dope in their community and, you know, that are business owners that are really out here making a difference. Um, I believe um, we don't compete, we cultivate together. And so uh, this one, this Listen Up Spotlight goes to a very special person in my life. Uh, she is, uh, she's my cousin first. <laughs> she's my cousin. And then she's also like a mentor to me. Um, I've always looked up to her 
and and what she does in her community and who she is and who she continues to thrive and become. Um, this spotlight goes to Carlisha Swan. So Carlisha Swan is AKA K Swan, and she has um, a organization. She has a business called Inspired by K Swan. Her business is nonprofit organization. She has done so many things under the umbrella of her different organizations that she has started. Um, I remember the first ones was Women Empowerment, First Lady Empowerment. Um, and I like kind of watched her really just birth that whole thing. I supported her. I was volunteer. I remember in high school, I mean, in college, I would volunteer and mentor young women and do summer camps. And just to see how how she has really made it her passion to, you know, um, to inspire uh, young women through um, just affirmations and positivity is so needed. And it's all throughout the community. So um, Carlisha, she is a uh, entrepreneur. She's an actress. She got movies. She's a comedian. Um, and now she is a published author. Like she has a book out and the book is called It's 40 Days of Positive Affirmations. It's called I Have Value, I Have Worth. Um, and this, I just got my book and I'm so excited because um, I have been looking for a book that has like positive affirmations that I could like recite daily. And so one of my big things is like I have different scriptures that are like scripture affirmations, but to have now like um, personal affirmations for myself is also good. And this is a devotional book that she has. And I'm so excited to start this book. I know just looking off skimming from some of the pages, like it's already amazing. And I just truly believe that we should take the time to really, you know, um, to look and to reevaluate and just to feel inspired um, in what we're trying to do. And that's something that Carlisha is so passionate about and she does. So if you are listening, Carlisha, shout out to you, girl. Thank you for all of your wisdom, for your mentorship. I mean, I just... I love you so much and I'm so thankful for what God is doing in your life and how you continue to inspire me. Um, I remember like when being little and Carly, she would like pick me up from school and um, she picked me up and my cousin from school. And we would go to like Applebee's and she was like, we wanted to be so grown. We want to be so grown. And she was always just dropping some gems on us. And um, at that age, I was really... I was bad. So like I probably was not listening like that. But now I can replay some of the things and the positive and the same message was all the same. Like I have value. I have worth. Like back then at eight and nine, that didn't mean anything. But now as a woman at 28, like I have to really believe and 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 make that message and make that affirmation as my own. Remembering who I am. I have value. I have worth no matter what. And nobody can take it away from me because it's something that I have cultivated. It's something that I have to believe. It's something that I get to hold on and I don't put it in the hands of anybody else. So, man, like, you know, I just thought it was so fitting to shout out Carlisha specifically in this episode because we are going to be kind of digging into, you know, um, accepting who we are becoming. Um, 
And so, you know, I told you guys that my whole like vision of this podcast, you know, I'm always going to be talking from a faith based perspective because I'm a woman of faith. So, you know, I'm going to get real. I always do. I get real with y'all. I share my story. I don't ever like hide who I am, who I was like, it is what it is. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And that's period. (laughs) Like, you know, um, I've definitely had my raggedy seasons and I've had my seasons of just, um, you know, God, you know, redeeming me and thriving and allowing me to thrive. But, um, we're, I'm always going to just kind of like remind people like yo like you're in a safe space when you're listening to this podcast and I want us to kind of talk about yeah accepting who accept who you are becoming like God was downloading this message to me um just the other day because I do feel like I am am, I'm I've been for a while in a season of transition and transition of really letting go of who I was and truly walking in who I am am to be and who I am becoming and that first step is really accepting that you are no longer the person who used to be and it's hard because I think we struggle in the first step of exception accepting because we are wanting not only are we struggling with accepting ourselves but we're we're struggling with the fact that other people are not accepting of who we are becoming. And that also puts a pause and it allows us to halt and be like, man, you know, am I really, you know, not who I used to be? Or am I still truly wanting to be associated with that? You know, Um, and one of the things, like one of the um, kind of metaphors or just that kept coming to my mind was like the stages of um, a butterfly, right? So when we think about a butterfly, they go through um, a similar state. They go through metamorphosis and um, they're going through specific stages for them to become an adult butterfly. So they go, there's the egg stage, there's the caterpillar stage, there's the cocoon, and then there's the adult. And in those stages, I think within the cocoon stage, that's where a lot of us may be in. Like, you know, we were kids. We've had this childhood. You know, our parents, you know, they led the egg. They laid the egg. Our parents, my mom, our, you know, our moms had birthed us. You know, our parents got together. They had us. They were able to reproduce. Here we are. And we're trying to figure out life. We're like, oh, my gosh, as this young kid. And then we, you know, as our adolescent years, You know, there's the caterpillar stage where you're really, you know, the caterpillar stage for a butterfly is like the eating stage. So the feeding stage, they're always eating and they're trying to build up their strength, trying to um, they're just really all they do is eat. And it's kind of like as children, we as children, we're eating, we're we're picking up a lot of things where a lot of things are being fed to us by our parents or by or by our teachers and things like that. And we're just like, um, we are as children the parents and the teachers they pour a lot of into us and so everything they're saying is like okay i'm taking that as gold because i don't know like i'm still learning so you're getting all that in and then you get to a stage where you're like hmm all right now i have my own brain i have my i can make my own decisions like 
I'm in this stage of now trying to transition out to my own thoughts and my own beliefs. Who am I really? And so you're in that cocoon or a cocoon stage, right? It's called the transition stage. Um, And for me, I feel like I have been in this transition stage for a while. And like, (laughs) um, I do see myself now just recently really going into the, um, while I'm leaving the cocoon and blossoming into the adult butterfly, uh, a lot of that looks different. And I felt like God was telling me like, Jess, like I can't stay in the cocoon stage forever. There is going to be a time, there's a appointed time where you're going to break free from that cocoon and you're going to transition out into this butterfly. And when you transition to this butterfly, that's when the butterfly effect takes place. You are no longer the same. You are becoming something new. You're walking into something new. You are accepting this new version of yourself. And that butterfly effect is going to be bright it's going to um it's going to look different uh and not everybody is going to be accepting of that or know how to accept it and um you know I was just reflecting over my life and I remember um really like throughout high school middle school I kind of shared my story with you guys how I've always um was identifying based off of the labels people had already put on me people and what I had felt like well since you labeled me as that I have to now project that and be that because that's who I'm supposed to be so for me it was uh for me back in middle school it was like oh you're you're the bully like you're the popular girl bully and so you know because everybody already had a perception of me I felt like I had to project that and be that right not truly knowing who I was but again because you're I'm in that adolescent and that young stage it's just like you know my brain didn't even think that deep to be like no I should be different I should stand out like I was not thinking like that you know and so I fell into that pressure trap of trying to become what people had already projected of me just to fit the mold. Um, And um, and then like once I got into high school, it was more of just as the outgoing, loud, you know, tell it like it is, um, you know, personality and um don't come at me crazy because you will get cussed out okay because I stay cussing folks out up and down that hallway at Sparkman High like it didn't matter and I just because I identified that as my personality I felt like I had to continue to project that but I still was not walking in the fullness of what God had intended me to be um and it's okay because I had to go through different those different stages right I went through a lot of stages, like even throughout throughout high school and throughout college, as far as like, for example, um, partying. So like for me, I grew up in a very, I grew up in a Christian environment, Christian home. Uh, my parents were not the strict um, religious uh, parents. <laughs> like uh, I was raised, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. So um, it looked different 
it looks different in other people's homes when it comes to like Seventh Day Adventists, uh, being a Seventh Day Adventist, and then also like just being um, a, a Christian, like Christian Seventh Day Adventists, it looks different. And so where I had a little bit more freedom and I had a little bit more <laughs> rebellion. So for me, it wasn't like I was sheltered at all. Like I was exposed to a lot of things at a young age. That's just what it is. I was exposed to drinking. I was exposed to sex. I was exposed to fighting. I was exposed to a lot at, I mean, running around in high school. I mean, honestly, I felt like <laughs> I would always joke and be like, looking back, um, there's this show called Love and Hip Hop. Um, and I was like, wow, I'm, I felt like high school was an episode of Love and Hip Hop so many times. It was just so much drama, so much just ratchetness happening and I was involved in or whatever. And um, a lot of people would identify me and my friends because this was, you know, who I, you know, my girls, like we were all like that. It wasn't like just me while now, like, no, I, you're, 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 you know, it, you're a reflection of everyone. So it was like all of us were on that same tip and um you know when it came to just you know having a good time party and stuff I didn't really see I didn't have the conviction you know I to like oh I should live a peculiar life and different like no I was in the streets like I was for the streets <laughs> you know and um I remember like just always identified as just as the life of the party now my personality is already hype like I loved going to like I actually liked clubbing but I realized I only liked clubbing when I was uh not sober <laughs> as a sober person I do not understand clubs and so for people that are still in the clubs like please I like make it make sense it doesn't make sense to me like you really cannot be in the club and be sober and think that that is normal because <laughs> it's not. So for me, like just going to parties and things like that, like I was always the life of the party, but I felt like, oh, for me, partying was like, well, if I drink, like if I was drinking, like, well, I drank to get drunk. I didn't really drink to like just say I'm, I'm drunk. I mean, I'm a little tipsy. No, I was like getting throat. And um. For me, it was just like, I remember, and I was, uh, I mean, people identified me and my and my friends, like, while I was in high school, and then once I got to college, it was nothing new, too. It was just like, I went to a um, HBCU, um, and it wasn't a, it was a private HBCU, but it still wasn't Christian-based, so I was exposed to a lot, but it wasn't like I was, I mean... I had access. I mean, when I say exposed, because I had been there, done that. Like, actually, in high, I think in college, I calmed down a little bit, but I still went hard <laughs> on some areas. But I did calm down a lot, like, as far as being in high school, because I knew that I had just did too much. And I wanted to kind of be a new new person and do new things. But even in college, like, you know, folks identify, like, with the homies, like, I when it came to, like, drinking and stuff, like, I was a really heavy drinker when it comes to like beer I love beer <laughs> I really did I really love beer so I can drink beers with the guys and I can throw shots with the girls and I was having a good time and I remember just you know uh 
after graduating from college. And I remember that one time when I was just like really had really got turned up my graduation night. And I ooh, it was uh, one of those experiences where it's just like, bruh. Like, I was not sober at all during my graduation. It was such a blur. And I was remember how embarrassed I was because people, church people were at my mom's and dad's house that day, and I was hung over. And I remember I was like, okay, God, I promise I won't get drunk anymore. I didn't say I was going to stop drinking, but I won't get drunk anymore. And, um... You know, I was just like, because I wanted to wing myself off of it. And I knew when I moved away, like something happened in Mississippi. Um, And once I moved to Mississippi after graduation, I saw myself in this cocoon stage where I was going through a metamorphosis and I didn't know what it was. I'm like, yo, God, like you're convicting me on a lot of things. You were convicting me on like, you know, alcohol and then the way that I was using alcohol, you know, and then you were convicting me on sex, premarital sex. Uh, When I moved to Mississippi, uh, my decision to go celibate was back in 2014. And it was a very... The way that all happened, it was so crazy. I was like, really, God? Like, um, like I can't believe that you are convicting me of this right now. And so many things, so many major life adjustments were happening back, uh, you know, during that summer of 2014 for me. And I was just like, man, this is going to be crazy. Like, you know, I've had to change my whole life because I got my girls, I got my homies, I had, you know, my little boot things, like, I had to, like, really, like, shut some things down, you know, I cut off, I cut off dudes because I knew for me, like, I didn't want to continue to, like, do the whole um, sex before marriage because for me, the conviction was just weighing heavy on me, and so, you know, when I saw that, I realized that, hmm, you know, while I am becoming, while I'm transitioning, not everybody is going to be accepting of who I am becoming because every, because some of the people that I met along the way or some of the people that I knew only knew me and associated me of who I was. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, I was struggling with that because as a people pleaser for so many years, recovering people pleaser y'all because like I'm doing better now but it's it's still it's a journey where I'm like how can I still please them how can I still be liked but they accept that I no longer am going to do this and this with them you know and um you know God really he was convicting me back then, but I see myself now more and where I'm at in life and who I am becoming and how, you know, God is really, you know, allowing me to walk and free, walk free and who, um, and who he's creating me, who he's created me to be. I realized that, you know what? It's not my job to ensure that somebody accepts me for who I am becoming it's only my I'm only responsible for me in accepting who I am becoming. So not everyone is going to accept, accept, going to accept who you are becoming um, and the direction you're headed. Right. But the real ones, your real family, your real friends, the real ones are going to adjust and support. 
And so I was like, what does that look like? I remember my friends, one thing I love about my community and my village and my friends, they had never made me feel like, oh, Jess, like you really just switched up on us. You know, I've had some, now I did have some friends that would say some comments like that. And I had to take it for a grain of salt because I also realized that they're still stuck in their cocoon. And it makes them uncomfortable to see my butterflies effect because they're like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this side. I've only known you in your cocoon. I've only known you in your in your toxic space, in, you, you know, the drunk gist. I've only known, you know, the... The Jess that was loud and turned up. I've only known her. I don't know who this new version of. And so, but what I realized is that I also had some really good friends and just, um, you know, accountability partners in my village that were so accepting and in, in, uh, in that process. And while I never want, I never wanted to make them to feel pressured that they had to change, right? It's not my job to change my friends. Like I had to come to a realization too that, wow, you know what? Everybody's, for their stages and their seasons of life is different. And we are not all going to be on the same season at the same, in the same season at the same time. God is not going to convict our hearts at the same, in the same season at the same time. Like that looks different. And so, you know, I can't be frustrated like, okay, God, like now I'm, you know, I've gotten, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to surrender my life. Now I want all my friends to surrender their life. Wait, your season, you took, you had to go through what you had to go through and your friends and your family have to go through what you go through. But what you have to do now is continue to walk in the witness that he's called you to. You have to now continue to walk in who he's, um, he allowed you to become. And and not feel like that you have to switch up, not feel like that you have to dim your light or not feel like, yeah, you have to dim your light to fit in. Like, no, like you were meant to stand out. You've gone through what you've gone through. Don't go. Don't try to go back and fit your butterfly back into a cocoon because it doesn't work. Like it that just like uh, literally a butterfly cannot do that once they can't go back into that cocoon stage. They have to go and walk in their fullness. They have to fly. They have to be free. They have to take charge. They have to be confident in the wings that God gave them. And I believe we as um you know, as Christians, we also have to do that. And so whatever stage you are in, remember that it is no stop trying to seek validation from other people. God has already validated you when he created you and gave you grace to become who you've been intended to be like. It's not it's not for everyone. The right ones will address adjust to you. The right ones will support you. The the right ones will be like, you know what, Jess, that's your ministry. I'm not there yet, but I'm still love you anyway. Jess, I can still kick it with you. I mean, I have the most diverse group of friends and I love them to death because I love that I can still be Jess around the way. And I never to a point where just because you know, God has come in my life and I have decided to answer the call and to surrender some of these things over that um, I don't feel like I'm better than anyone because I know I'm a sinner saved by grace, that I have done nothing right, but I've just been able to answer yes to him. 
And I'm never going to uh, take any credit for my salvation or for me surrendering. And that always remembering that it's nothing but the grace of God that allowed me to, you know, you know, be where I'm at. And I think the more that I look at myself and I look at where I'm at um, as I'm transitioning, as I'm becoming this butterfly, you know, and the different things that I'm having, um, the life adjustments that I'm having to make, to be intentional with my witness, intentional with my walk, the things that the things, the activities I had to cut off, the toxic habits that I had to cut off, the toxic people and the relationships that I had to cut off. And there were some tough relationships. There were some tough realities where I'm like, dang, you know what? I just got to love you for a distance. Like, even though I have mad love for you, even though I wish you could still be in, the, in my life, I realize we're on two different paths. And right now you are not going to be helpful in pushing me forward. If I reconnect with you, you're going to actually hold me back. You're actually going to keep me stagnant. You're actually going to allow me to just stay in my cocoon and not really, um, you know, go and, and, and burst out into who God called me to be. And I just can't afford that anymore. You know, um, it's so important that we are being intentional about who we have in our lives and, are evaluating these people, right? I feel like all of our friendships and relationships need to be evaluated. You need to do, uh, you know, just like when you're at work and you guys have either quarterly, like, performance feedbacks or evaluations, performance e evaluations, like you need to be looking at those relationships, looking at those friendships, evaluate them. How have they been adding value to you? And how have you added value to them? And, and see, are these meaningful and purposeful relationships? If not, then maybe they're affecting, right? They're affecting my um, metamorphosis and they're affecting me trying to, you know, go through this um, transition of life. And you're going to have to have some conversations, like hard conversations, like we can't avoid those things. And it's okay. Like some friendships, some people you have to love from a distance. Um, I, but I truly believe, you know, when your heart is in the right place, when you can love someone from a distance, you can still pray for them. You can still wish them well, but yet not, you know, be in, you know, constant communication with them and, you know, have them allow them to have too much access, you know, because you have to have, you have to create those boundaries so that you continue to walk in what he's called you to do. Um, and my last thing is just talking about the grace of God, right. And the grace for yourself as you're in the transition stage. I don't know if you are in the, um, if you're in the caterpillar stage, right, still, like a lot of us, we're still in that while we are adulting, we are still children. We are in children. We are adults trying to unpack our childhood. We are, you know, feel like we're still everyone is still feeding us their opinions. And um, we're still trying to be fed by validation of others. And you're struggling in that area or you could be in your cocoon stage where you're, you know, look, you know, I'm. 
I'm realizing there is a trans there's a transition there's a breakthrough about to happen and some major life adjustments are going to have to happen some major decisions are going to have to happen and I'm going to have to really you know um, say no to some things I'm going to have to say yes to some scary things I'm going to have to say no to some hard things and just so that I can fully break out into the person that God called me to be right and we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to um, do everything right. Let me tell you something. As <laughs> I am in all, I've gone through all these stages and go, still going through them. Know that one thing that I've learned is self-compassion is key. And one thing that I would love, you know, I'm teaching myself daily and I want to share with you guys Um we have to extend grace to ourselves so that we can extend grace to someone else. When we can really learn how to extend the grace of God to ourselves first and know where we are and accept where we are and accept where he is taking us and knowing that it's not going to be a perfect ride, that it's going to be an imperfect journey, (laughs) then we can have that same level of grace for the family and friends that we are wanting so deeply and so bad to also go through their transition of life and truly birth and become who they've been created to be. Um, My prayer and desire is that we really press forward into... um, just extending grace for ourselves first. And then once we extend that grace to ourselves, it makes it that much quicker and say, you know what? I'm going to extend grace to my, my, uh, to my friend, to my coworker, to my husband, to my wife, to my, my mother, to my father, to my sister, my brother, to my cousin who just keep doing the same old thing. Like, We can extend that same grace because we know we needed that grace to get to where we are. And so we need to be able to extend that to them and be praying that God also um, allows them to go through the same awakening and breakthrough. So I hope that this podcast made sense to you guys, because honestly, this was just all like just some thoughts, random thoughts in my head. But I think. For me, it was something that just really spoke to me, like really accepting who we are becoming and just stop seeking validation from everybody and they mama because it's not meant for them. It's meant for the glory of God. So um, thanks for listening to this podcast. I pray that you guys um, share this. And also don't forget to leave a review. If you are enjoying these episodes, make sure that you rate the podcast on Apple um, Podcasts and uh, leave a nice review. All right. So I'll see you with another episode. Bye.